Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Kimberly Murgatroyd, how are you today, my love? I am doing great. So I understand that you want to take a piece of my podcast, my weekly podcast that I do on Mondays in this feed, and you want to turn the channels or turn the tables and you want to take a segment of that and you want to do something with it. Can you explain what you want to do? Yeah. I want to take your rapid fire round questions that you ask your guests and I want to ask them of each other, but for each other. So So you want me to answer it for you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's going to be, we should, (laughs) by the way, we should be completely divorced by the end of this episode. But don't you think it'll be fun? Um, Ask me at the end. All right. Question number one, what is my superpower? Your superpower is your ability to navigate the gnarliest of situations with ease Poise, calmness, which I'm hesitant to say, but you do. Hesitant. Um, <laughs> and extraordinarily optimistically. Hey, Kim, they just dropped missiles on Atlanta. Well, look, the good news about <laughs> b- missiles being dropped on Atlanta is that I never really liked the buildings here anyway. Okay, so you are in, in incessantly optimistic. Uh, so I would say that's your superpower. Okay. And so I'm now going to tell you what your superpower is. Okay. You like my game so far? Yeah, so far so good. Okay. So your superpower is your ability to create a magic moment. You started back in the day. I remember when Demi was like obsessed with Usher and we took her to get an outfit and like she had this whole like day that led up to her first concert and she never actually made it for him to come on. She fell asleep. Uh, during the warm-up act. However, it was an incredible magic moment and you are gifted whether it is on a trip somewhere. You have the ability to break people's balls until they give you what you want so you can create the moment you want like nobody I've ever known. This is what we call the backhanded compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. All right, and the next one. What is one of the things that that I'm afraid of right now? What is the thing you're afraid of? I think you are always afraid of something happening to somebody that you love and taking, you know, we have a really, really good life right now. And I think that there is fear that something could happen that could take that away. Yeah, for sure. Okay, here's what I think you're afraid of right now. I think you are you are stepping outside of your, you know, cushy little comfort zone and going into the big wide world of um, masterminds and taking everything in your brand to the next level. And I think that, you know, there's probably some fear around that. Yeah, for sure. 
and sure. exiting your 25-year career, moving across the coast. I mean, what's to be scared of? I know. You know, I was talking to my friend, Nick Carter, this yesterday, I was in Los Angeles, and he said, when psychiatrists write the, li- the list of the top things that cause stress in people's lives, like you have the top five right now. Like at the same time. <laughs> right. Changing career, moving. He All said, of it. He, yeah. 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 So yes, that's, that's, that's true. All right. So what do people never ask you, but they wish they did? Okay, here's what I wish people would ask you. I wish that people would ask you how you have become the man that you have become. Because I think that you're so like funny and kind of carefree that they don't realize how much work you have put into who you are and how much thought has gone into what you wanted to be when you grew up, meaning like who you wanted to be, the person. And you're in the minority of people that started personal development, let's call it 30 years ago, maybe more, maybe 35 years ago when it was still called like Mm self-help, you know? And you have done so much work in so many places. I wish more people would ask you how you have developed into the person that you are. It's a really, really... um keen observation. Thank you for that. Yeah. What do you wish people would ask me? I wish that people would ask you, what was it that led to the structure that allows you to be as positive and optimistic as you are? So in other words, I look at a goal and my first reaction is, well, that's not going to (laughs) happen. <laughs> okay. So I have I need 35 years of personal development to be able to like get to that level, but you have an unbelievable <laughs> ability to look at something and go, "Okay, let's just do that." And you're not afraid to fail. And so I think I, I think that there's a lesson in how you have gotten to that place, and I'm sure that you know, there's a story, whether it's from sports or your parents or whatever it is, there's a story there. And I think people should ask you, well, how did you get like that? Like, how are you that positive about things? Oh, that is a good one. I'm not even sure. I'd have to dig deep and figure that out myself. All right. The next one. Now, this is where this is going to get good. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) What's the one thing that you want to get better at? So I have to choose the one thing I want you to get better at. <laughs> okay. And vice versa. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So the one thing I want you to get better at is flushing the toilet. <laughs> oh my God. If you only knew <laughs> that isn't the truth. Um, no, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, no, the one thing that I'd like you to get better at is staying in the present moment. Mm, so true. God, that's such a good one. Oh, let me, let me. I there's, can, there's more? No. No, I just, it, it no, was, it was the one mine. thing. It wasn't the 27 <laughs> things on your list in your notepad there. No, 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 no. no. Go ahead. Uh, for you, patience. Yeah. You just need to Shocker. More, you just need to be more patient. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Are there any particular books that you have reread? Okay. I'm going to answer this for you. Yeah. I'm pretty certain that you have only read a quarter of every single book. So I don't actually know that you came to completion. The only book I know for sure, Oprah, this is what I know for sure, that you have completed is The Reluctant Tuscan. And I only know you came to completion because you actually read it to me while I was cooking. That's unfair. I came to completion of the four-hour work week. There you go. Okay, it was like eight pages, but awesome. Well, sometimes these authors, they go on for 300 pages. It's like, (laughs) I got the point. 
<laughs> so um, note, note that my answer was not um, The Alchemist. Yeah. And then for you, the one that you've reread the most, I would say it's The Millionaire, uh, the millionaire, the millionaire Secret, Mind. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. For some reason or another, that book really uh, resonated with you. And I think that one of the things that I love about you is that when you recognize that you've got a blind spot that you need to correct, you are somebody that truly takes action on information. And I think this is an area that you recognize you need to take continual action because this is kind of a reprogramming, really. And so I think that's why you've done it. But but to answer the question, it would be that book. Yeah, reprogramming your financial blueprint. I think I read it like eight times. Mm-hmm. I think I had to. Yep. Um, all right, next one. What is the one thing you own and probably should throw out but never will? Okay, I cannot wait to answer this question for you. Your pillow. It kills me. <laughs> I hate your pillow. What's wrong with it's my pillow? It's disgusting. It's like, what year did you get it? Tell the truth. Oh. I was did it begin with an 18? No, I was in chiropractic school. So I graduated chiropractic school in 93. So I would say 90. <laughs> oh my God. I like, for real. <laughs> that pillow, it's almost 30 years old. It's older than Demi. Okay. <laughs> It's older than Demi and Sophia and Gia combined. What was the last time you changed your pillow? Like two, what, a year ago. Really? Yeah, your pillow is so, it's like flat. It's not even a pillow anymore. It's like a feather wrapped in a piece of, you know, tinfoil. Like it's not even. It's it's wheat right now. It's basically wheat. All right. What's the one thing I need to throw away? Oh God, I can only imagine. I would say... Everything in the have, closet. No, do you still have the Michael Jackson coat? <laughs> <laughs> do you still have that? No, you made me return it. Okay. Um, <laughs> if what do you need to throw away? I would say probably your Abercrombie jeans that you got when you were 16 <laughs> years old. <laughs> the ones that you decide whether or not you're skinny or or fat. <laughs> Can I say that? Um, to get into, if you get into them, Based you're skinny. Based on my 16-year-old, je- my, my, right. 16, my age 16 jeans, which puts these jeans like 32 years right. old. That's not setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> okay, but I never take it personally, but that's okay. All right, I'll throw those out. Well, no, I won't. Um, okay, if... If Rob had to give a TED talk on nothing he's known for, what could he speak about? Anything he has a passion for? Let's see. If you were going to do a TED talk on nothing you're actually known for or speak on, what would it be? How growing up in Queens with three brothers in one room changed your outlook and the impacts. Like we always joke and we say, you know, straight out of Queens. There are so many big, influential, very successful people that came out of Queens. So I would love to hear you do a talk on like reverse engineering your success and how Queens was a part of that success. That's a really good one. For you, it would be on um, the power of giving because I don't, I think people- But aren't I kind of known for that? I don't think so. I think people know that you like giving, but I don't think that they understand. Yeah, I don't really talk about it. But I don't think, yeah, it's not like, you know, somebody says, like it's synonymous. I think they know that you're a giver and you're interested in giving, but I don't think that you're known for that at the level that you really embrace it in your body. So, uh, you know, I, I could ultimately see you, you know, running some sort of like, you know, massive nonprofit um, down the road. But I, I think, I, I think a, a TED talk only on giving for you. Okay. 
I think that's a good one. All right. And last question. If you were on your deathbed, what would you regret not having done? Well, this is really fun to answer it for the other person. <laughs> I think, uh, Rob, you would regret not having flushed that toilet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, what would you regret? Hopefully nothing. I think maybe the only thing you'd regret would be not being more present in parts of your life. But that one, I don't really feel like I can speak for you. Well, I can speak for you. Um, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that you would regret the most is if you didn't give to the level that you want to give, I think you would leave the world unhappy. I would leave the world incredibly unhappy. I have a very large goal that I've set for myself in that respect. So, well, this was fun, my dear. That was I, fun, I've right? actually never um I've never had the tables turned on me and you spun my uh tricky I was going to say tricky dicky, but I don't I don't think <laughs> Oh my god. I don't think that that's going to play well. Well, that's it everybody. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.